What's happening in Ukraine affects everywhere. And just near everyone in the United States. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Great to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. You've got Cummins, Columbus-based, of course, Columbus, Indiana, suspending all commercial operations in Russia as a result of the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, what does this mean for their global model? What does it mean um, for employees here who, well, depend on the company being at full strength to be employed? Yeah, uh, you're right, Tony. This came out late last week uh, in terms of Cummins' decision to suspend uh, suspend operations there. And it's reflective of what we're seeing around the country, uh, of major companies, if you look here in Indiana. And it's another example of how, um, uh, obviously, it's working in a global uh, business environment. Companies like Cummins and Lilly and a number of others with Indiana connections uh, certainly have business operations there. So it is something that will continue to, to, to play out. And uh, it's a big unknown as to how this will will play out in the intervening months uh, going forward. Right now, in terms of the impact uh, here in Indiana, I don't think there will be uh, massive impact, certainly right now. But as things potentially change, that could change as well. Well, the, the impact is to the idea of businesses are now forced into, for a couple of reasons, having to make decisions in in ways that certainly you could not plan for or could not provide for i can't imagine that that while they know dealing in russia is always a a tricky predicament just like uh, working in china is a a tricky predicament uh to be able to foresee okay now if they invade uh ukraine here's what we do it certainly does have a financial effect and affects the ability to have cash flow to do other things yeah, and and you look at the uh, the ability to again foresee things like this. It's impossible to do really. You look at coming out of the pandemic and, and being a bit unable to obviously foresee that as well. But uh, th- there is a financial implication ultimately, you know, at the at the end of the day. But these, you know, are part parts of the ebb and flow of uh, doing business in an international marketplace. And I think we'll continue to see it play out as this plays out we don't know where it's going to go it's the big it's a big question mark it's like inflation and 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 what, how we're dealing with inflation and uh we had mike kicks from ball state on the show this weekend talking about his his take is that uh he sees the inflation picture uh, easing a bit over time as the fed uh, makes moves to cool uh inflation but the big question mark is what happens uh with the situation uh in uh in ukraine well, I, I love that Mike Hicks sees it that way, but I will say, and I, I have nothing, I've, I don't think I've ever met uh, Michael Hicks. He had an interesting theory, and the theory was was that we don't have a labor crunch, and as kids go back to school, we'll see the labor market uh, ease up tremendously, and that was back in September, and the labor market did not ease up tremendously. So I'll take a look at this prediction as well. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Uh, uh, we talk about how things uh, in Ukraine are affecting uh, your partners there at the Indianapolis Business Journal. Talking about local tech companies right here that has, they have coders in in, in Ukraine. Uh, uh, they're talking about Swan Software Solutions being one of those groups. So there are a lot of connections that affect us right here. We forget that the push to tech also means a lot of global uh, 
interactivity, and now you've got Governor yeah. Holcomb heading to Slovakia and heading uh, to, to to Israel to, I assume, bring business back uh, to to the U to the U.S. to Indiana specifically, of course. Um, but is has there been a level of outreach from the state, a level of trying to uh, help these businesses deal with the fact that their supply chain, if, if you will, even if it's brain supply chain, is kind of cut off right now. Yeah, I'm not aware of any any specific outreach, Tony, but you mentioned uh, the tech companies and the IBJ piece, which I thought was was interesting and, again, reflective of how interconnected uh, Indiana is with the global marketplace. Ukraine is a is a high tech hotbed, uh, and you mentioned the coders uh, over there. So so there's a direct impact to the emerging emerging and burgeoning uh, tech uh, ecosystem, uh, certainly here in uh, in Indiana. So uh, you mentioned the governor going on a trade trip to Slovakia. Lieutenant Governor uh, Crouch, I believe, is in Israel uh, this week. So these again another big tech hotbed. So these uh, in, inner workings. Uh, uh, very commonplace now. You know, 20 years ago, it was rare. There weren't that many trade missions. Uh, there were number two, uh, uh, Asia, Japan, and some other uh, markets like that. But now it's it's happening on a regular basis. And I think Indiana, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, Governor Holcomb, that administration sees real opportunity in attracting global investment. One of the things you were talking about at InsideIndianaBusiness.com was, was Muncie. And, and I have... Uh, mm -hmm. si since I started this show, and I've had these conversations with you, Muncie and Gary, if we can solve the problems in Muncie and Gary, we solve the problems in, in, in Indiana. More competition is better for everybody. If we can fix these places and get them growing again, we've got opportunity. Muncie announcing that a Minnesota company is coming in with a $70 million indoor farming operation, and I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a great story. But to your original point, you are you are spot on accurate for Indiana to be successful more than Indianapolis has to be successful. Muncie and East Central Indiana have been very much challenged uh, by the uh, the change in the manufacturing economy over the uh, you know the last decade plus. Lost a lot of jobs. There's been a lot of challenges there. This Minnesota-based company uh, really riding the wave of this, uh, you know, buy local, buy your food uh, local uh, the craze, if you will. $70 million, as you said, 120 jobs, vertical farming, indoor farming, where they're going to grow uh, uh, leafy greens, uh, the lettuce that they will bag and sell to their customers. They see a, a huge market uh, in that, looking to Muncie, East Central Indiana, and Indiana to uh, to put this big facility in. And actually, Tony, if you look up in northern Indiana, there are two massive uh, uh, greenhouses that have been uh, built by two separate companies investing tens of millions of dollars. So this indoor farming um, uh, movement, if you will, is finding a home in Indiana. So here's the question that I have. When we talk about $70 million investment, 120 mm -hmm. jobs, as you described, they're going to produce 6 to 7 million pounds of lettuces, different types of lettuce, yep. annually. Have, is there a discussion of what the ancillary businesses are? You know, sometimes a business can come in 
and now you've kind of like set you set a point, right? You've, you've planted a flag, and now it's like, oh, this is where you go because they're friendly to this idea, and you can grow other businesses and literally grow other things uh, around it. Is the thought that by doing this, Muncie could say, hey, this this is our play. This is the place you can do it. We've got the land. We've got the people. We've got certainly the talent from Ball State where you can be hiring yep. at, at, at that higher end. We're self-sufficient in that way and easy access to get the product to market across Indiana and across the country. Can this one thing uh, bring about other businesses coming in? No, no question about it, Tony. And I think that's what Muncie and Delaware County, East Central Indiana, uh, you know, are banking on. They say, you know, as they say, success breeds success. They're looking at this as an opportunity to do just that. And you mentioned Ball State, and Ball State is such an important piece of this equation, in my opinion. Uh, you've got a, a major university uh, right there in the heart of that, that region. Uh, how can that region work together with Ball State, be it from a talent standpoint, uh, the, the talent that exists in the faculty there to help uh, in, in the process of establishing operations like this? There's a lot of opportunity, uh, I think, in East Central Indiana. The question is, are they going to be able to to leverage it and take uh, you know take advantage of it? This could be uh, that that maybe that one spark that uh, that 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 helps. There was Canpac, and I believe they're a Poland-based company, announced a manufacturing operation in East Central Indiana last year. A big investment there as well. So there've been a couple of bright spots, a couple of uh, uh, announcements that have been made in the Muncie area. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where that goes.